Hello, Syngap land. My name is Michael Gralia, and this is episode 114 of Syngap 10, your 10-minute weekly briefing on everything you need to know about Syngap 1. Today is Sunday, September 10th, and as usual, there's a long list of things to just talk about. So let me start with something that always, always makes me happy. It's when a family says, you know, we want to tell our story, and we're going to make a video. And they work with some local videographer, local somebody at their church, someone at a university, and they make a video about their story. And we've just had some amazing ones. And this one is really beautiful um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, it was from the Edwards in Florida, and I, I watched it a couple times and was just so moved, and it was nice and brief too. So that's, 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 that's great when they're, when they're short, but they're dead on. Um, and this one was just the story of Naya, it was, which we read about in the Invitae article, which I'll put in the show notes. Let me type that in. Um, and what's cool about Naya is, number one, mom starts by saying, I knew something was wrong, and it took the doctors a year to agree to testing. That was cool. Number two, it's a family of color, and the whole family is talking, mom, dad, and all the siblings. And that's important, because you know what? It's hard to get diagnosed with a genetic disease if you're white, and it's even harder if you're a family of color. So having a family of color out there on video talking about this will help more families agree to um, agree to get tested and, and take on this beast of genetic disease. And then number three, the dad, James, said it. I'm not putting words in his mouth. He said, you know, I was in denial. I couldn't accept that there was something like this happening to my daughter. And you know what? As a dad, we're all in more denial than mom because moms just know it first. And, and, I, and I, if you're a dad who disagrees with me on this, call me. But for the most part, every single dad I know gets it second, myself included. And I think that's important for all the dads to hear and see a, a, a dad as, as cool and as impressive as James just saying, I was in denial. I didn't want to accept it, and, but it, it's here. So huge kudos to that family. Watch the video. It's in, it's in the show notes. And um, thank you very much to the Edwards for doing that. And thank you also to them, I should say, for all the help organizing the, the family dinner in Orlando for the conference. Alexis is really, really killing it there. More exciting news. Um, podcasts. So as I mentioned last time, we have three podcasts now. Syngap 10, Syngap Stories, and Cafe Syngap Uno. Um, we, if you are, so two things on this. Number one, please go to each of those podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Obviously subscribe, but then give them a five-star rating. Why should you give them a five-star rating? Well, first of all, we're killing it over here, getting you guys information. Second of all, those ratings help more people find these podcasts. And the more people listen to these podcasts, the bigger and stronger our community grows. So give them a five-star rating. But number three, if you're on Apple, and most of us, many of us are on Apple, um, we now have a podcast channel. So if you type Syngap1 into the Apple, you will find a Syngap1 channel where all three of those podcasts exist. That Sounds like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool they did that. No, it was a ton of work. And thank you to Ed and Lauren for that. And check out our channel. I'll put the link in the show notes. Go to the channel, yay. And subscribe to all three and then give us all five-star reviews. Amazing work. CHOP. Uh, I talked about CHOP last week. We should all be trying to sign up for that. This is an incredibly important natural history study and every bit of data that goes there will help the broader community. Um, they shared a flyer with us. I think I have talked about it. A lot of people have emailed. They're, they're, getting, they're getting hit with a lot of requests. But if you want the flyer, the link is in the show notes. Please check it out. And again, uh, sign up for that. ILAE was a success. I spoke last week about how Vicky and Katrine and Olga were all at ILAE. Um, I shared a link in the show notes from uh, Ana Minyuranse. Ana Minyuranse is a um, pharma consultant who's been a friend of the fund for many years. And she is 
just so smart. She's done a webinar for us, which you should watch. I should put that in the show notes. And, and she comes to our roundtables. She's speaking at the Second Congreso in Espanol. Um, she is Spanish. And um, on this webinar, I need to write that down. And anyway, so she did a summary of ILAE, and I really liked it. And the way I do this is I share the tweet, and then you have to click from the tweet to the, to the whatever. Maybe I'll just put the whole thing in. I want to read you her main points from her summary because it was it's really smart and it gives you a sense of what's going on. First of all, the voice of the patient was in the agenda. Yes, that's good. Amber, our, our friend Amber Freed spoke at this event. She was on the big stage. That is huge. And her messages were, you know, we need coordinated multidisciplinary care and doctors need to listen to families. Dead on, Amber. Doctors need to listen to families. If your doctor isn't listening to you, go find another doctor. And if you're only seeing a neurologist, good job getting a neurologist, but you need multidisciplinary care. We have to, we have to advocate for our kids. Comorbidity doesn't mean comorbidity. Those of us living this get it. But when, when doctors say comorbidities, they're like, oh, Syngap-1 or SLC6A1 or whatever is an epilepsy. And there's all these other things that it has too. GI, sleep, ID, blah, blah, behavior. No, no, no. These are not comorbidities. These are other aspects of the disease. And it's important that we make sure we are treating the seizures, but we're also treating and addressing all the other symptoms. For instance, GI. When I talk to families about GI, I say, when was the last time your kid pooped? Oh, it's a couple days. I don't poop very much. Guys, normal human beings poop every single day. I realize we don't all do that, but we should be. And just like if we don't poop every single day, we feel a little disgruntled, so do our kids. So, you know, all of these issues have to be thought about and addressed. Comorbidity doesn't mean comorbidity. I don't know why I talked about poop. Changing therapeutic goal and how we talk about DEEs. Read her comments on this. I'm not going to try to... Um... Well, I am going to try to summarize it. It's really important. The quote here is, words matter. We can make a difference with people with DEEs and they are not catastrophic. What they're trying to... They are pretty serious. But I think the language here that she's encouraging is to say to parent families, your child has this lifelong disease. Every cell in their body is mutated, but there are a lot of things we can do, right? Doctors should be telling us, wow, there's a lot of work ahead of us, but there is work we can and should do. Not, wow, you've got a terrible disease. Sorry about your luck. That's the wrong answer. And I think, I think that's important. Scott Demarest talked about disease modification. What this means is we can change the course of these diseases. There are ASOs and therapies coming that can change the course of these diseases. This is, a, this is actually a new thought for some people, and, and it's a really important one. And then talking more about outcome measures. You've heard me here rattle on about Tom Frazier, about the ORCA, about all the metrics. Um, we need to be able to measure change in our kids because we are going to be delivering disease-modifying therapies. And then, so, but how do we measure that to get these drugs approved? That is why we are collecting data. That is why we are doing natural history study. That is why we are signing up for Citizen. That is why we are recruiting you for studies. We are going to change this disease in our loved ones, and we have to be able to measure it. In order to measure it, we need to understand what baseline looks like and what meaningful change looks like. To do that, we need to gather data. So sign up for the studies. When we call you to do an interview, do an interview. And if you haven't signed up for Citizen yet, sign up for Citizen. That is one of the most valuable data repositories. And we cannot be part of the future that is coming really fast if we don't all grab an oar and row like crazy. Um, and then point number six, I absolutely loved, right? She said, a big part of the agenda was DEEs, but mostly about three of them. And it was the big three, right? It was TSC, it was RET, and it was uh, Drave. Absolutely. What about Syngap-1, SCXBP-1, SLC-6A1, all the other 
very important rare monogenic diseases that have therapies being developed. Let's expand the agenda. Um, I, I misspoke. It wasn't RET. It was Dravet, LGS, and TSC. So we really need to talk about, we need to expand the conversation. And when you're talking to a doctor and you say SYNGAP1, they're like, what's SYNGAP1? Be like, have you heard of Dravet? Have you heard of TSC? Have you heard of LGS? And LGS, you know, it's not monogenic. I always wonder why. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, you have to say, we're like Dravet, except different seizure phenotype, different, different channel. It's not even a channel. We're, I'm getting too into it. Anyway, we need to expand the conversation. There is a conversation. Dravet is the tip of the spear, but there's a lot going on. And then adult neurologists step up is her point seven. And what this means is, look, all our kids are going to turn 18. And um, we need the adult neurologists to get in this game. And that's why uh, I, I spoke last week about Dr. Andrade and her important work. That's why we need Andrade's work. It's because as these kids with monogenic diagnoses age into adult neurology, these adult neurologists are going to have to sharpen their pencils a little bit and learn about our diseases. So incredible summary really gives you... Um, a sense of what's going on. Point eight was about a drug we won't use. Point nine was about STK001. STK001 is the drug that Stoke is developing for Dravet. This is important because why? It's the first time we're putting ASOs in humans to change a DEE and it's working. It's working. And what is the next DEE on Stoke's pipeline? Syngap1. This is a, this is a very important update. If you want to educate yourself, read that update. As usual, great job, Anna Mignoranse. You are amazing. Wednesday Warriors. I want to talk about Wednesday Warriors. I want to thank Addison's family. Addison is, I want to check this, in Kansas. It's a really heartfelt write-up. This is a beautiful little girl. Um, every one of these Warrior Wednesday profiles matters, guys. And if you haven't put your kid up for a Wednesday Warrior, please do. Share their story. I want I want it all, guys. If we all, if every, this, there are only <clears throat> three or 400 of us in the US. And yet we want and are working towards a disease-modifying therapy. How are we going to get that disease-modifying therapy? By being overweight in our category, right? By being stronger, better, faster at getting the attention of industry and partnering with them. And that is that is when every single one of us does something. So thank you to Addison's family. If you've done a warrior, thank you. If you haven't done a warrior, it's your turn. Call Deanna, sign up, email info at syngapresearchfund.org, email Lauren at curesyngap1.org. We do email address. They both work, whatever. Okay, that's great. Conference. The conference is coming December, November 30th, December 1st. Sign up. The deadline is Halloween. Listen, the deadline is Halloween. You've got to sign up for the conference. You got to register for the conference. You got to book your hotel. You got to get a t-shirt. I'm not wearing that t-shirt right now. Um, the conference is going to be amazing. We're still working on the agenda. I'm so, so happy with what I'm seeing. Thank you to Callie and Ashley for that. Thank you to Hans for the science agenda work. It is working. Presentations. I want to tell you about Friday. Friday was a trip. So Friday night, I drove like an hour and a half at least to um, the South Bay. And, and then we had dinner with a bunch of rare disease leaders, which is always fun. And uh, crashed in a very small guest room and, and woke up and then did a, a combined brain call. Combined brain call is this, combined brain is this umbrella organization that we belong to, biomarkers, very important organization. And then I went right into a presentation with a pharma company where I gave an update on Syngap1. And it was me speaking to the whole team working on Syngap. Super important opportunity that I'm always grateful for to talk to the people who are actually working on the drugs that we want to put in our children. I mean, I was so grateful. And um, those talks always take a lot out of me. I used to be able to plow through this. Uh, I think I was in a little, I think a little bit of denial helped me in the first few years stay really rational about this. Now I'm sort of in it and, it, and it's almost impossible for me to give these talks without 
um, getting affected at some point. It is what it is, you know, keeping it real. And gave that talk, got good feedback. Hopefully people are more motivated to work on SYNGAP1. And I, and I want you guys to see what I said. So I'm gonna include my, my walk around deck, my link to the slides in this deck. Um, it's just syngap.fun slash 23. I give these slides to everybody freely. And, and, and then I, I walked out of that guest room down at Stanford and I walked into a meeting with UCB on digital health where we talked about biosignals and EEG analysis and all this good stuff and ICD-10 codes. And that was, that was also important. And I share that with you because I want you to know that I'm out here beating the street, getting in front of any pharma company that will listen to me or, or will put me on stage and, and making them aware of Syngap-1 and how serious this disease is and how important it is they work on it. So, and I gotta tell you, in this meeting, the people who spoke before me was Nasha Fitter and Justin West, two friends and incredible people um, about Citizen and, and another speaker spoke about Citizen in, in the other meeting. That data with Citizen is important. When I stand up in front of a room and say, we have over 220 people on Citizen and we have the largest cohort in Citizen, everybody writes it down because they're like, wow, there's patient data. If you want industry to work on our drug, on our disease, sign up for Citizen, people. Links in the show notes. Um, and if you have questions or concerns about Citizen, about privacy, about what happens, about how does it work, about, you know, this this thing is not taking my ID, This there, there, People, the scanning the ID is, is sometimes tricky on the sign-up. Call Virginie. Call Mikkel. We are all committed to you getting in there, to you having your own portal, having access to your child's records from all the institutions at no cost to you, and to us having this data to share with industry. It's hugely important. Um, please sign up for Citizen. Add links. i got to put that in the notes here. Um, okay. Cannonball 3. I'm wearing Cannonball 2 t-shirt right now. Ta-da! Cannonball! It's the drive where Brett... Leverages his YouTube channel, drives across the country, streams the whole thing, and raises money for Syngap 1. As you heard last week, we had a lot of grant proposals. We need more money. we got to fund a lot of work on Syngap 1. And Cannonball is a big part of our annual fundraising. So please support Cannonball. Huge news on this. Um, as usual, Brett will be driving. It's his show. Peter will be there. One of the OG Cannonball OGs. But driver number three. Driver number three. Get this. Is Monica Harding. Right. We are upping the game. We are getting a mom in there. And Monica Harding is not just a mom. She is one of the OG Syngap moms. She has been around for a very long time. Jackson is 16. Monica Harding was almost certainly one of the first moms I spoke to with Syngap 1. She has become a, a, a hero and a personal friend. And she's awesome. She just cuts right to it and, and has a grace and a humor that is inspiring. So um, if you haven't, if you don't know Monica, if you don't know Monica, I don't know where you've been. You gotta know Monica. So we did a Syngap story with her. Ashley Fry interviewed her, episode 12, links in the show notes. Get to know Monica, listen to episode 12, but then plan on watching that drive with Monica Harding, Peter Halliburton, and Brett Stelmazic, three exceptional Syngap parents driving across the country and streaming the whole thing for three days, October 4th through 6th. Wow, it's gonna be special. I am, I am super excited. And on that note, on that note, I want to end where I ended last time with what might become a soundbite. I want, I need every family here to share their time, their blood, and their, their treasure or raise some money. We all have to work together here, guys. Share your time. If you can volunteer with Syngap One, Syngap Research Fund, volunteer with us, right? The link's in the show notes. Sign up. We need people to help with fundraising. We need people to help with project management. We, you don't have to understand the science to help this organization work. 
Um, share your blood. If you're in Ohio or anywhere near Chicago, there are two opportunities to donate on September 22nd and 29th, respectively. Um, reach out to us if you are in Ohio and Chicago and, in, and then your Syngapian and a sibling can share their bio samples for some biomarker work we're doing. This is, this is a huge opportunity. We're basically, uh, com through Combined Brain, we're coming to you to collect these samples. This is a big chance, guys. Please share the samples. And then money. Donate, if you can donate. If you can raise money, raise money. Have a big event, have a small event, write letters, whatever it takes. We all need to um, help raise some funds here so we can fund more work and move closer to a therapy for Syngap One. This is a podcast. Please subscribe and like and give us five-star ratings. And thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon.